When there's a gun to your head, every single heartbeat that pumps in your ears, every blink of the eye that snaps the world from white to black and back again, every single goddamn second that your brains aren't splattered on the floor like last week's spaghetti, feels like an eternity. Seconds. Too small to make decisions. Just enough time for a single thought. I'm still here, you think. Tick. Another second gone. The anticipation is worse than the thought that the next world might not even exist. It plows through you like a bullet more powerful than the ones in the gun kissing the hair above your ears. It's outright torture. If the gunman has done his homework, he knows that your brain is fixing to have itself a breakdown, and this, of course, becomes part of the game, because maybe, if you get desperate enough, if you just can't stand the waiting anymore, well then maybe you just reach up and help him with that trigger. Tick tock. I was teetering on the edge of such a breakdown that Monday morning in the small back office of my computer repair store. Some disgruntled customer's revolver pressed hotly to my temple, a big gun at that, the kind Dirty Harry would be envious of, the kind that could stop a stampeding elephant with a single shot, maybe take the trees out behind it too. He was a young man in a silver sharkskin business suit and white cowboy hat, who'd been outside the door at nine o'clock waiting for me to open the store said he wanted to talk to me about some work I'd done on a computer, but I hadn't the foggiest idea who he was. He kept his head down, staring at his shoes, his big hat blocking out his face. I figured he was afraid to meet my eyes out of embarrassment. I see a lot of things on people's hard drives. Most of the viruses that cause computer crashes come down through hardcore porn sites. But hey, who am I to judge? It's a free country, right? People have their kinks. Told him I'd go through my records if he gave me ten minutes to fire everything up. He nodded and followed me in. Before I could flip the lights on, I was on the ground begging for my life. His voice became a graveled mix of phlegm and Marlboro Reds. He gave me a kick in the spine to make sure I didn't try to stand up. Stay down, he ordered. Don't make me any madder than I already am. Oh, he was mad all right. Mad like a man who gets into arguments with post-it notes and peanut shells. That kind of mad. The kind where I knew he was loving every minute of making me cry. The seconds passed in silence. I could smell my own fear as I shook with uncertainty. I felt that gun against my head, saw the shadow of its massive barrel on the floor. He was watching me sweat, enjoying it. Just shoot me already, I wanted to scream, but I didn't want him to really do it. Of course not. I wanted to live. I've got a wife and a daughter, was all I could think, and I need them, and they need me. We've got a nice home and live a good life. I wanted more than anything just to wake up and start the morning over, have my cereal and coffee again, watch the morning news about the politician who got caught wearing adult diapers while he banged his maid. I didn't want to die, and I didn't want to be driven insane either. 
although I was getting close to the last one. How's it feel, huh? He asked, giving the gun enough of a shove to send shockwaves of pain behind my eyes. How does it feel to be this close to death? 